0: Lock, Talk, Radio. It's like you're looking
3: through a town.
1: You Have Reached Your Destination, S.B. Barber Morning Show, the AM edition. You can get this podcast 24-7. Listen, we're kicking off Monday Money Talk with the Black Money Team. Get on your social media and let your constituents, your followers, your friends, have an opportunity to participate in this, in this educating moment, really, at the top of the hour. And we'll remind you of that as we move right along. But thank you for joining us. Our commentators and co-hosts include Ms. Lydia Nyosa and she'll be greeting you in just a moment, and also Dr. Loris Foreman Jr., and he shall do the same. Our special guest is Mr. Jim, uh, Mr. Ben Jackson, and uh, he will, we are awaiting his arrival, and so we will cue him in as soon as that takes place. Our topic is business and politics. Now, last week we had an invigorating, updating conversation with the noted Community Engager, Community Servant, uh, and he's also been significant in, shall we say, the architecture of various community organizations from Sabathony to U uh, Rock to name. That's just on the cups of it. but And that's Mr. Bill English. So you're going to want to go into the podcast and listen attentively, but I'm telling you, it will set you on a a new track of awareness as a business owner, awareness as an entrepreneur, awareness as an employee of either. Both need to know. But most importantly, being reminded that you have government officials, government leaders, that we have to hold them Accountable for our voices. They work for us. So don't forget that. All right, let's get right to this. And Miss um, Lydia, you know, so go ahead and greet everyone.
0: Good morning. Happy Monday. If Monday is not your best day of the week, it's going to start now that you've found this program. If you have a paper and pencil handy. If you've got a laptop, if you've got something, you are going to get information on this program, but you're not going to get any other place. So um, Apostle Barbara didn't mention it today, but she also calls it um, a business university, and you're going to get stuff yeah. here that nobody else is going to tell you. <laughs> so I'm glad you're spending some time with us. You will not regret it. Thank you.
1: All right, and Dr. Foreman, Jr. Dr. Foreman, your mic is open. All right, well, we see him in queue, so we'll give him just a moment in the event. Uh, He's transitioning. equipment-wise, et cetera, but uh, let's get right to, I do believe that our illustrious guest <laughs> this morning, Mr. Ben Jackson, has joined us. How are you this morning?
4: I'm doing fine, and you guys?
1: Yes, we are Good, all thank well. You. We are all well, yes, yes. Uh, you may have heard the... Uh, the, how do we say, the opening of my uh, topic of business and politics, making reference to last week talking with Mr. Bill English. And uh, we are, I'm telling you, we're primed and ready to hear your insight. It's going to be very critical that businesses understand they have a stake in this election. And so many times, so many of our businesses, you know, they may be profitable, they may be uh, lagging a little bit, but some are not vocal, and shall I say, uh, at the table from a legislature standpoint, having a sense of and an eye on what bills are being passed that will cause them to fare well or completely be ignored. And so having you at the table this morning, sir, we're going to go there. And uh, you've been with us before. He has a seat with his name on it. So go ahead and greet everyone, Mr. Ben Jackson, again, and tell them really what you are involved in right now and where you evolved from to get to this point.
4: Where I'm involved at right now is that I'm a uh, developer um, with partners, Dr. Lloyd Foreman and Ms. Naida Presley. We have a group called Community Enhancement Group. Um, So, we're developing houses that we sell to low to moderate income individuals but our model is to employ, to contract, to subcontract with those uh, contractors and subcontractors who may not have opportunities to work other places. And so we give them opportunity to make livable wages, um, And where I actually evolved from, uh, or where did I uh, retire from? I retired from Minneapolis Public Housing Authority as the buyer contracting construction services and coordinator for Section 3, which are um, low to moderate income companies and individuals seeking opportunities to work for the federal government. I also, in that time period, was on the board of Ask Me Local 551, as board members, as trustee as a member, but also during that time, I served on the screening committee for Ask Me who um, screened political candidates seeking our support for office.
1: Um, All right. And that's what we want to, that's the meat of this conversation right there. Go ahead and continue, and we'll check right back with Dr. Loris Foreman, Jr. Go ahead.
4: Well, one. Um, if you want me to dwell into it a little bit more, one of the things Let's that... Do
1: this. Yes. Just a little bit.
4: Okay. One of the things that um, we did was is that we were responsible for interviewing candidates seeking uh, office, and so we wanted to understand what the politicians were about, whether they had our best interests in hand, whether it was social. Uh, whether it was around health care, whether it was around increasing opportunities for women, minority, and low-income Section 3. And so to us, it didn't matter what party they were, uh, whether they were Democrat, whether they were Republican or Independent Party or Green. We wanted to know whether they were aligned with our interests. And that's how we should all right. be looking let, at it. let me ask uh, this
1: question. When you said you were selected to focus on that, or shall I say target that, and bring that kind of uh, feedback back to the business aspects that you deal with, how did you become selected to do so? First of all, I think that's enlightening to many that would be?
4: Basically I was selected by my particular local to serve on that board to serve on the screening committee uh, for the city of Minneapolis and so each area can have someone sit there on those particular uh, screening committees and so many of those have voting rights, or to be able to vote whether we should actually sponsor or back a politician or whether you know we don't sponsor anyone, whether we just stay neutral in the races and so okay. um and and so, so it is basic basically uh because of my role in my local union, I was chosen to uh, be their representative on that particular All right. committee
1: and that that made sense because it sounds as though that committee selects or targets or invites those individuals that shall we say sit at the hem or represent the voice of a collective collect, collective. Segment of the business community is that. Would you say that's accurate?
4: Um, not only the business community, but your local uh, communities at large. Uh, as we know, politicians have different interests. It could be around solar. It could be around health. It could be around uh, business. It could be around contracting. It can be around children. Um, it could be around um, different issues such as family leave, those type of things. And so, um, as asked me, one of the things that we were truly uh, concerned about was health care, uh, our employees in state, local, and municipal uh, government. Um you know the sick leave, the prevailing wages, the livable wages um, equity and contracting those those type of issues
1: so it um because I know that there are business voices representation whether it is from the human resources standpoint or the uh, the evolution of that business, the growth of that business, which are two totally different ends, uh, the growth, the evolution, uh, should be looking at, all right, do we have appropriate workforce? Are we in sync with that in terms of training, moving forward, et cetera? But then on the other hand, what is it that we need to happen from the legislature's standpoint to make this happen? Uh, Does that sound like the appetite?
4: You're you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, each individual that was on the uh, committee may have had uh, different voices. For example, since I actually, my role at MPHA was buyer, uh, buying construction and contracting services and giving opportunities to uh, small women, minority, and uh, Section 3 contractors. When I interview a candidate, I actually focus or, or zoomed in on, you know, how do you feel about um, small business? Uh, how do you plan to increase opportunity? What are you planning on doing to... Uh, Make the field more equitable, those type of issues uh, also some of the things that may have been going on in the legislature, such as you know uh, items like you know who can be a, a contractor items like okay, uh when do you debar a contractor for false certifications, those type of things. How are you going after those contractors who say they're uh, women-owned businesses that are getting all the work from the small contractors, the legitimate businesses, and come to find out they're not, those type of issues. Um, Those are the type of things that I actually uh, would bring up.
1: Okay, now we want to be as transparent as we possibly can, and that's why, listeners, that is why, as you heard, uh, Ms. Lydia Yosa uh, open up with, this is your university at this moment to help you understand who's favorable, who's in your corner, or who's just blowing smoke in your face. So back to uh, Mr. Ben Jackson. The question is, can we be, can you be transparent about who are some or many or all of the representation, the political voices that have the business community from your perspective, what you brought to the table, who is in sync with whether they were before, some don't even know what's going on unless they are boots on the ground, meaning they are connected to the, uh, the commissioners in the community, the, uh, the local council members in the community, so that they have the insight and the, the heart of the community when they stand before the House and are vying for bills to be passed in our their favor. So, are you at liberty to tell us who who are some of those voices and candidates uh, or persons in office, seated offices right now, what they're talking well, about?
4: I, well, I I can talk about uh, some of the individuals that we have screened um, that when it came to construction, small businesses, uh, opportunity that was aligned where I, I think we would want to go as not only as a community but as a society in terms of equity and construction. And as you know, <coughs> excuse me, as you know, um, and like I said, we're not aligned to a political party. As you know, the Democratic Party at one point had um, got behind Margaret uh, Keller. And at the very end, asking, our, our political union decided we wanted to back um, Mark Dayton for governor. And Mark has been a great governor in terms of trying to find ways to make the, to level the playing field. Uh, We've had individuals such as Keith Ellison, who's pro small business. We've had uh, Jacob Fry, um, who's city council member for the city of Minneapolis. We've had other individuals on the on the city council, city commissioners, uh, park board members. We have um, different individuals that have ran, including uh, uh, some of the Republicans who have been small business, pro small business, um, and so I, I really don't want to name. Uh, a lot of names. A couple that I did name, they're already in office, and so uh, I'm not promoting a particular candidate. We've had um, the uh, Hayden, we've had Bobby Joe Champion, those are are guys that are truly behind uh, what we're talking about who have legislation, um, the city council in the city of Minneapolis is, is starting to, to change a little. And so with that, if you're working for a political uh, subdivision, a uh, city, a um, municipality, then what individuals in those settings need to do is find out who's the representative on the screening committee, bring up issues that they feel are very important to them, have those guys, when they're interviewing these candidates, bring that up and find out where are they on those particular issues. We've had candidates over the years that said, I know I have not been inclusive. I want to be inclusive. um, what can I do, how can you guys help me. If there's an issue that's pertaining to you guys and what you're about, I'm willing to come back and talk to you about it, see where your stance is. I may not be able to get everything changed, but can bring up the topic and some of the issues, and maybe we can fight through those things. And so it really becomes being involved. And one of the things that they say is that the reason we win is because of Ask Me, because Ask Me put boots on the ground. I, I heard you say that earlier, uh, but that's that's it. Ask Me put boots on the ground. The door knock, the uh, the phone bank. We make sure that our points are indeed heard, and that's it. Not only do we talk the talk, we get out and we walk the walk. We knock on doors. We do phone banking. We have a uh, 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 grassroots-type organization. It's not from really from the top down. It's really from the bottom up. I hope that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yes, it does. Let me have Dr. Uh, Lois Foreman chime in right now. Dr. Foreman, go ahead and proceed.
2: Okay.
1: Dr. Foreman, we see you clearly in queue, uh, but uh, we're not hearing you. Can you hear you. me now? Can you hear me now? Yes,
2: we can. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Great. 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 All right. Good morning, everyone. Hey, and that was again, a com that was a com you kind
1: of started off. You started out doing a commercial for one of the phones. <laughs> can you hear me now? <laughs> 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 All right, sir. Everyone, hey. we're listening to the voice. You're listening to the voice of Dr. Lewis Foreman Junior. Go ahead, sir.
2: Hey, man. Again, good morning everyone. Uh Thank you, uh, everyone, for being here, particularly our guest today, Ben. We thank you for joining us. You are a a plethora of information. Um, And again, our mission here uh, on Monday Money Talks, we have the Black Money Team, is helping us to keep our money in the black. Um, Us uh, in business, making sure that we're in the black and not in the red. And also in our black community, making sure that we keep the money in that community, get resources flowing to that community and ultimately help you reach your destination that you desire to reach uh, financially and in wealth creation. And so, I mean, this is really a really important topic, and I want you to, if you could drill down a little bit for us. I mean, thank you for what you brought to the table so far, but again, you mentioned individuals, and, and how do individuals um, find, locate uh, these um, committees or these caucuses? and um, how do they really get their questions or concerns uh, on the table and really kind of educate themselves to the process um, a little bit, if you could kind of speak to that.
4: Well, there's a couple ways. I also at one point was on the uh, board of the uh, National Association of Minority Contractors. So we have a legislative arm that meets with the, some of the, the key members of the legislature around issues that affect business um, and contracting. Also, we had uh, at one point, they're no longer at the legislature now, but we had a representative from the uh, north side who was very concerned uh, about what was happening in the communities over there. Uh, And so he would actually contact us and let us know what was going on at the legislature. Um, And he also, he and I also served on the, uh, Labor and Education Apprenticeship uh, Program Board, Advisory Board for the Urban League. And so he was very uh, vocal about some of the things that we needed to do. Some of the problems, and and I mentioned this uh, the last time we spoke, uh, why we were not capitalizing on a lot of the uh, bills or Things that they put in place, it's because we tended to be more of a talker than someone who took action. And so when it comes down to that, then that's, that's the problem. I, I see that the problem more than anything else. Uh, we're not at the table because when we we don't, I mean, we're not ready to eat. I'll put it that way. For example, um, we talk about money being available. We talk about we need grants. We we, we don't have uh, money. META, in turn, get all of this money. You bring uh, the director of META in to talk to these guys about what they needed for uh, for the application, all they needed was three years of financials uh, and when I say financials really just three years of uh, their taxes, and out of thirty some people that they're listening, you get two people that go in and 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 fill out an applications. And, and it's not because we don't want it. It's because we're not, in our own minds, qualified to get it or know how to get it. We can do all of the physical work, but when it comes down to the actual paperwork, we're very lacking.
2: Let me um, ask a question here. I mean that's great, you know and I, I've heard it said you mentioned that we're not at the table and I'm not ready to be at the table. Someone has said if you're not at the table, that means you're on the menu okay. um, <laughs> and so um, I think that again you know as you talk about those those numbers, you know out of 30 um, participants only you know two make it you know that's uh, you know less than ten percent. Um, of those who are, are uh, inquiring, um, are actually ready to take the next step or empowered to take the next step. You mentioned an organization like META, uh, the uh, uh, Metropolitan Economic Development Association, um, and their NDC, Neighborhood Development Corporation, and others that are uh, stewards, if you will, of resources that get allocated. Um, are there things that we can do then um, concerning the elected officials who we endorse who we support um, the type of legislation that they're they're um, gonna pass due to their interest and where they're coming from? Are there things we can do to level that playing field a little bit more by having uh, the candidates um, selected uh, or, or elected? that um, that can change this game. And I have a follow-up question to that, too. I'll let you deal with that part first, and then we'll see if we can kind of uh, put these other pieces in place.
4: Uh, there is. For example, uh, a lot of times we don't attend our caucus meeting. We don't um, interview any of the candidates, and, and this is not – this is as private individuals. I may be a business owner, but I don't go to my caucus meeting. I don't uh, vote for the candidate that aligns uh, with my issues to try to push them forward. A lot of times we end up with candidates of who they picked.
2: Um,
4: I've been at many caucuses. I've been... Uh, Representatives been, I, I mean I mean i let's see how do I want to say this I mean I have pushed people through that I think should should actually represent us in terms of speaking you can speak at the caucus you vote and everything and I've seen um, For example, in St. Paul, I've seen Asian communities come out in huge numbers. And you look at our ward and our caucus uh, group, which is uh, just as predominantly African-American in terms of numbers in the community. You get to the meeting, and it may be 25 people there. And they're all elderly. We don't have any of the younger African Americans getting into the political process Um, and those are the type of things that hurt our businesses as African Americans Um, on the north side of of, of Minneapolis there's uh, conferences going on all the time and you have people like uh, John Harris who get behind candidates and get out, and, and uh, he, he's not a political uh, candidate himself, but he gets out in the community and he calls people and and have uh, fundraisers for uh, individuals because he's very concerned about the community in which he lives, and he's concerned about having candidates that align with his uh personal uh issues and so those are some of the political things that i see happening um all the time especially at our
2: caucus meetings. now for someone who doesn't know ben uh you know again about these caucuses where they occur or how to get plugged in where can they find that information?
4: Well, first of all, that, you know, that information is basically mailed to just about every house and uh, because of the census information, and this is where your caucus is, this is the date, this is the time, you get all type of literature, politicians, from people wishing to Uh, Run for elected office, and these are the issues I stand on. Um, And and so everybody gets that information. They may even go out and vote in in the election, but they're voting for candidates that somebody else picked. They're not voting for people that they picked or that they're sure have their best interests at hand. And so, when you go to the caucus, you can actually nominate individuals that are there, and that's where it's voted at. That's where your candidate comes from. And so okay, those oh, go ahead.
2: I you're going to ask a question. I mean, we've got a lecture coming up in two months here in Minnesota. Uh, a little over two months here in Minnesota, you know, are we in good time now to participate? Uh, are the, if I can say these it's, terms, it's, are the... go ahead. It's,
4: it's it's a very good time to participate, um, and for those listeners who are in Minneapolis, um, and there happened to be a candidate, uh, Mike Darius, who's running for park board, and. There will be a breakfast for him at Elsie's on September 6th, starting at uh, 8 o'clock. Mike is pro-business. Mike uh, used to be the vice president of Highland Bank over here in St. Paul. He was vice president for uh, Sunrise Bank on University Avenue there, and Sunrise is very pro-business every pro-small business. Uh, they have won many awards in the past for giving loans to minority businesses. And so those are some of the candidates that, you know, we should be behind as, as businesses.
3: Candidates
4: that not only say what they're going to do, candidates who have already performed or or done that in the past. And not only are they saying it because they want to be elected, they're saying it because it's a part of their character. It's a part of who they are. In St. Paul, uh, in St. Paul, uh, one of the Mm -hmm. things that I have requested in the past to uh, uh, John Gretner, who's uh, the political, uh, let's say, executive uh, for Ask me is that I want to be on those uh, screening committees. I wouldn't be able to vote. And those are some of the things that, uh, you know, for, for example, in a Democratic Party, you can ask to be a part of screening or coming to those meetings where they're interviewing candidates that they're talking about uh, getting behind and talk to these guys. But not only that, you have the right to call up a uh, Miss um, Moran or a, a, a all the individuals who are running for mayor of the city of Saint Paul, you can talk to them about your issues. I know we have a a uh, project that's gonna be going on in the city of Saint Paul with the old uh Leeson Hall. I mean we call candidates, uh we've called people who are already in office, about that being a historical site, about grants, about being able to uh, contract with people of color from the community, and those type of things. Where are these guys at? Are they aligned with what we're trying to do in our communities? Can they support it? Can they get behind it? Those type of things. And one thing that politicians know is that every vote counts. Every vote counts. I remember... Um,
1: I, ben, I uh, have a question very quickly here. Mm-hmm. Ben, can you hear me? Uh, as it relates yes. to um, the gentleman that uh, is running for the park board seat, correct? Yes. All right, some would think, what does that have to do with my vote as a business owner, um, entrepreneur, or even an employee of either, because he's running for Minneapolis Park Board Position Commission. So, you know, how does this tie into? And again, to our listeners, you know how we do it. We bring it down to the very core of our substance of interest and curiosity. So we need clarity.
4: Okay. One of the things that I know uh, about Mike is that Mike is very interested in saving taxpayers money as well as alternative energy. One of the things that Mike uh, talks about is being able to create along the uh, riverway, as well as all of the park board buildings, solar, wind. I mean, you know, what if we oh, can okay. use some water along the uh, riverfront, you know, where all our parts are, to create a, a, a total different sustainable environment where we can, you know, put solar roofs on all of the buildings or, you know, things like that. And so that's where the construction piece come in at. That's where the subcontractors piece come in at. But not only that, the park board actually bids out work every year. Just like the regular city of Minneapolis. They they, they bid out uh, the trails, they bid out uh, redoing the the actual buildings and and those type of things. So um, it's more than just parks and wrecks.
1: You know that makes a lot of sense. That clarity, what you just said, mm-hmm. that's what folks need to know because otherwise, it's like what. What does that have to do with this from a business and politics standpoint?
4: Right. And if you notice in St. Paul, there uh, have been remodeling and redoing a lot of the recreation centers, such as Palace, um, where they put in, um, I mean, it's just, just a nice, Structure now with exercise equipment. They redid all the ground. Uh, they actually redid the building, added addition onto it. They redid a uh, 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 park over here in, in St. Paul and where it's connected to the library over on the east side. Um, you know, they redid Northdale years ago and put a, a walk track, track Now, how does, benefit, in it? how does that benefit?
1: How does that benefit? How does that benefit the business interest? We just they want to
4: tighten that up. They create, they create construction jobs.
1: Excellent. And, and so,
4: uh, those are the type of things. And, and not only is is it the parks and rec, but you have your different ent- entity such as um, uh, the, which group is that, the natural resources, those actual uh, departments. You have human services, health and human services. They did a lot of work also.
1: Okay, so, All right. See, so
4: businesses
1: uh-huh. need to be paying attention, businesses need to be paying attention to avenues that they can, um, you know, bid in and etc. versus just sure. turning their heads away. And I believe that this we're breathing some kind of stimulation here. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Foreman and, uh, um, you know, Ms. Lydia Ineosa, wouldn't you agree that this now, you know, we've kind of broken through some barrier here of yeah. understanding what's at stake and do I have a stake in this? Do I have a stake in yeah, absolutely. this? Absolutely. Because when and we just throw those names out there like that, yes, go ahead, either one of you. This is robust. Come on, let's do this.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll throw this out and just kind of digress. I mean, one thing I'm getting from our conversation, even, you know, with the years of experience I've had, um, is that this this board, if you will, of the political uh, interest is, is huge with lots of different levels and layers. And what we haven't touched upon yet, um, you know, and just brings back to mind the, the local district councils. Um, I remember uh, about, oh ten 10 years ago, we purchased a commercial building here in the Coal Park neighborhood, and uh, we wanted to use it for our church on Sundays, but we had other businesses there during the week. And um, one of the things that we had to do was to get a parking variance. Um, and um, when that, that decision was left totally up to the district council, whether they would grant us that variance, and them, they would make a recommendation to the city council either to approve it or not. And um, I didn't know that at the time, and it just so happened that my next-door neighbor, who I was uh, pretty good friends with, was a part of the district council. So when our building came up for approval, uh, people say, well, who is this new Vision Faith Center and Dr. Foreman? Oh, Dr. Lloyd's Foreman. Yeah, that's my next door neighbor. Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, his family, we go, my kids go to school together. You know, yeah, we need to go ahead and give him a thumbs up. He's a responsible person, maintains his property well, so we're sure he'll maintain his commercial property well. And we were able to to occupy our commercial building and get the barriers that we needed, and it was again the political process, you know, which you know again determined, you know, who gets what when, and how much. And so uh, it's just, you know, I think it's just opportunities to really begin to engage this, really begin to seek um, um, ways to get involved on all different kinds of levels. And, again, your voice, your vote uh, counts. And you can also put yourself in a position, I guess, to make it count even more by actually sitting on these committees and councils and things like that to actually have a voice and input into what goes on in
1: political process. Powerful. Yes, that's right on point. Go ahead, Lydia.
0: Um,
1: were you going to say something? I don't,
0: I don't remember who it was that said part of success is showing up. And sometimes that means showing up to things that we're not really sure whether or not they affect us or how they affect us or what we're going to get out of it. I have seen people who won't go to things because they're thinking, ah. Oh. Uh, This doesn't directly affect what it is that I do. Uh, And I'll give you an example. Very recently, there was a thing called board repair in one of the hotels in, in Minneapolis. And it has to do with nonprofits trying to get more people of color on their boards. And right now, I'm not actively looking to be on a board, but I can... Help somebody out, uh, you know, uh, uh, and I may be I may consider that later. So while I was there looking around and talking with people and browsing, I came across organizations that I had no clue existed. There was one that's an offshoot of the Y. It has something to do with government or whatever that operates under the name of the Y, but it's kind of like a cousin to, to
1: the. Uh, Are we talking about YMCA or YWCA?
0: I don't remember which one, but it's a cousin to one of those. But the thing is, and the folks were very receptive and everything. So we don't, and also it's very likely you might talk to 15. If you come across one that you're still talking to later, then it was a good event. That's how I met Michael Lopez. And when like, Michael Lopez invited me onto this show. So you never know where things are going to lead. Uh, sometimes people want the, doc, right. the dots connected for them ahead of time so that they can decide whether or not they want to invest in this. All
1: I'm saying is life doesn't work that neatly.
2: Yeah,
1: that's that's correct. correct. I, think that's a, I like that. Yeah, and that is correct. Question. All right. We've got about nine minutes, and we don't want to – I'm speaking to the, the listener now. You've chimed in, and uh, this may be your, uh, you know, your halftime or your quarter time, or you're, you've been with us all the way through this. Nevertheless, you have the privilege of rehearsing, re-listening via our podcast. And I encourage you to really, really take a back and listen to these previous podcasts on Monday, Money Talk with the Black Money Team. It's going to cause you to think outside of the box and uh, and not just react, but be informed as you are moving about. We have connected the dots. The dots, I'm telling you, they're like bang, bang, bang. You know, check it out for yourself. You're not going to be disappointed, but you're going to be better and empowered. Not only that, you have heard from some of the best of the best, the brightest, as it relates to even their from lemons to lemonade stories. What do we mean by that? You crashed and burned. You don't know what to do. The smoke is still on you, but guess what? There is friendship community in numbers, and we're giving you celebrated entities, pieces here of organizations and affiliations that are going to welcome you. You heard at kind of the midway point, and I don't want to forget it, that there are those folks that just won't come to the table because they feel like they just don't have what it takes. But you heard Ben say, it would be better for you to come to the table. Let's work through whatever it is relative to your business plan, your business goals, whatever, because there may be one little piece that can be moved forward right now for you to build the other piece, we're hard on ourselves as business leaders, invest, you know, builders, and all of these kinds. We really are. What's really the issue? The issue is, you know, we've we've got some drop balls. We've got some situations where, you know, what uh, we didn't, we weren't able to feel. Uh, the the need and feel the goods and, and all these kinds of things and maybe the paperwork doesn't look the way it should look and so we are our worst critic so I'm going to toss that ball to Mr. Ben Jackson speak to I'm, I'm glad our hearts go ahead
4: I, I'm glad you said that we are our worst critic and the actual real reason behind it all is a fear of failure. We don't want to take that step of faith looking uh, for success as some of the things we say we fall forward just to win. You know, we get up, we dust ourselves off, we keep going. You can't win without thinking about there's a possibility of failing. But in that possibility, you have to at least Give yourself a chance, and that's the problem. We have been conditioned to fear failure. We have been conditioned to fear success. A lot of times we succeed into failure, if I could say that. We succeed into failure. In other words, what happens in the construction field is that we start becoming successful, and in becoming successful, we let everybody determine where we're going to go from there, in that if you're a minority or a small woman or a section three, if you're a union, everybody starts trying to put you on their construction team, and they spread you through uh, too thin, you don't have enough uh capitalization to do all of these projects, and next thing you know you're out of it and so we don't actually know what we don't know and uh guys, I gotta uh take this real quick, so pastor, can you uh finish that thought
1: for me? And, and we're going to wind up. We've got two minutes. So as I said, I believe the stimulation has taken place, and we've breathed into ourselves as well as our listening audience. And uh, you know what? Our two commentators are going to take just about 30 seconds to wrap us up. Lydia, go for it, 30 seconds. And Dr. Foreman, go ahead and take us out.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, and as, uh, as Mr. Jackson said, we're better off failing our way into success than succeeding our way into failure, because when we, anytime we do anything, we should be stepping back, looking at it, saying, how can I do this better? How can it function better next time? And it's irrelevant whether it worked or not or how good it was. We can always make it better for the next time. So those are my two cents. Thank you.
2: Yep, and I just want to echo the words of uh, Lydia, and I think it's across the board we have this sentiment that, again, showing up is half the battle. Uh, I've been in business now over 32 years, and uh, I'm not that old. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I showed up and said, hey, I want to play. Tell me what what the game is, how the rules are. Can you help me with this application, with this process? And I just showed up, and showing up, again, got me into positions of business that, um, you know, you wouldn't believe at the table with Fortune 500 companies um, at a very young age. And, uh, again, just keep showing up. Don't be afraid, so afraid to fail that you don't show up to knock on the door to say what's going on on the inside. So keep showing up. That's my last two cents. We've got to go home.